This is Sports Lounge. Sports Lounge. On Full Radio 93.1 FM. And turn up the volume. Sports Lounge. Sports Recording back-to-back victories against Manchester United and Chelsea. It looked like it was going to be a very, very rosy season for Arsenal. But yesterday night uh, came around and a game that they were supposed to win and look for a way to put themselves in pole position for fourth place and a Champions League finish uh, also uh, proved very, very difficult with the team uh, losing that one to Newcastle, the new team that I like to call Money Stop Nonsense. That was the opportunity for them to put themselves in pole position and, of course, higher than Tottenham in the standings, but they messed it all up and this is very, very bad for the team. Only a defeat on final day uh, for Tottenham would mean that Arsenal would be going to the Champions League. As it stands right now, Tottenham are, uh, you know, one feet into the Champions League. Well, uh, that is also coupled with the fact that Arsenal was winning a game against Everton. Either Tottenham do lose against Norwich, which we all know is a very, very long shot. The result yesterday meant that Chelsea qualified uh, for the Champions League with two games in hand, uh, but that's not the end of what is happening in the Premier League. Southampton against Liverpool is a must-win game for Liverpool if they're going to continue to put pressure on their Manchester City for the league this season before we play the last game of the season on Saturday come this uh, very weekend. Well, this is Sports Lounge on Futari United 3.1 FM. My name is Nelson Wainier. You can call me Nelson, the main man, Nelson, the metrics, Nelson, the season guy. I'm right here to talk sports with you all the way and I would have my analyst in the building with me to talk sports and dissect sports the best way possible. When I get back, we get back into the sports proper. Do not go anywhere. Sit down and listen to Footwear United Point FM Sports Lounge, the best in the city. Hello, my name is Chief Mary Onyale, popularly known as African Queen of Sprints. Please stay tuned to Sports Lounge, Sports Lounge. on Footer Radio 93.1 FM. It's nothing but sports. It's sports. This is Sports Lounge. Provide the opportunity from this free kick. He can indeed. It's turned in. Taken by Fabregas and it's tempted Bravo. It is run beautifully. Romelu Lukaku, 3-0. Arsenal 
Arsenal just keep on coming. Lacazette doing his best. Football is fun. Ba- ba- basketball is exciting. Formula One is intriguing. Raikkonen has just set a new race leader. Was Sebastian Vettel? Athletics is entertaining. Tune into Sports Lounge. You get all the fun, excitement, entertainment, and much more in one piece. Sports Lounge on Futa Radio. area in 2010 and has played well, a right injury club also said that Veggie uh, Van Dyke is not the number five wins three draws and two losses Shame. their last 10 games Shame. Shame. Uh, records can be broken and you know how Chelsea starts wearing the game and the controversies you're a United fan in the last one year can you beat your chest at Ojaoba? I'm a United fan I'm happy about it so, well, 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 no, just answer my question yes I can to top it all, the best, the analysis. The best United can hope for this one is a draw. No matter how impressive you can be, no matter how, how good you play, you will still eventually baffle guy. You know when you go. Yeah. Join us on Sports Lounge Mondays to Saturdays, seven to eight p.m. for these and more. Only on Futa Radio, twenty-three point one FM. Ready to be your dad. You tell me places I've never been before. This love is crazy, sure you want to see me talk. So I swear, anything you want, I go do. Say your love to me tomorrow. Tell me what the matter's gonna do. No idea, then I get password to the Wi-Fi. They just want to know how I lifestyle. For your love, I know they control. immediately we need to start from somewhere very very good and somewhere very very fresh in our memory and i have uh to say that the best way to start today is to talk about the newcastle against uh arsenal game yesterday very very exciting game uh yesterday that ended two nil uh, in favor of uh, newcastle very very interesting because i mean at this point of the season where everybody felt that Man- arsenal has done so much defeating manchester united as well as chelsea uh back-to-back uh victories for them in that game after losing of course uh, the first three games that they lost
lost before playing all of those games and it felt like the momentum was back on their side and it felt like they were in poor position in fact at some point people were comparing them and saying that if every other team talking about Chelsea um, uh, Chelsea Tottenham mess up uh, sometime or somewhere they might find themselves as the third best team of the league according to the lock standards but as it is right now uh, they are basically fighting for their lives Arsenal uh, is the team in question that we're going to be talking about today and of course I have my analyst right here to talk all the way and I'm going to start with uh, Timothy on this one Timothy uh, yesterday you saw the game Newcastle against Arsenal quite exciting game really uh, two goals uh, two wonderful goals in that game but I think uh, that uh, Bruno Gomares uh, goal was the goal that actually you know hit the most even though that first one uh, it felt like at some point Arsenal would have found a way to come back into the game uh, let's quickly talk about that quickly how did you see that game yesterday do you think Arsenal really messed up or do you think it was just one of those moments where it was just too overwhelming for them to you know handle um, good evening, everyone. Good evening, Akure. I feel like um, yesterday was a disappointing one for Arsenal fans. And Arsenal uh, yesterday disappointed even those that actually supported them. And, okay, actually, uh, they would be playing in the UEFA Champions League once again. You lost, you, um, before before the game against Tottenham, they were, I think they were four points or uh, maybe four or three points ahead of Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, four points and... Yeah, four points and... They lost to Tottenham, it was fine. That was the London debut. You had the chance to redeem yourself against Newcastle. And yeah, it was Newcastle. Newcastle's form has uh, actually been, has been woeful lately, you ask. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, for the past. Yeah, for the, yeah. Go on. Yeah, for the past few games, they've not had um, a good form, but still, like generally for this year, they've had a good form. But still, yeah, this yeah. is Newcastle. Newcastle don't have, they don't have anything to play for anymore. They are not going to relegate. Arsenal had the chance to actually push everything. Tottenham had won their game, so you knew that what you had to do was to win your game. But uh, somehow, somehow, I don't know, Arsenal just did um, what Arsenal used to do, the way we know them, and yeah. they actually don't have it. They don't have it at sight anymore, to be honest. They are playing mm. against Everton um, on Sunday, and Tottenham are playing against Norwich. Yeah. I, I don't see... I don't see I don't see Norwich um points over Tottenham. It will be the most unlikely of events. <laughs> yeah, so Tottenham need a draw to mm-hmm. uh, actually um to actually find himself, yeah, yeah. yeah. All and right. Arsenal are not even going to find it easy because Everton also do not want to relegate and Everton will still push that fight so well. So all in all, yesterday's game I feel like Arsenal um I would I'll say they, they maybe they lost concentration and maybe they were overwhelmed, like you said, because you you had just one job then okay, try to if they had even picked one picked up a point, so that's still been better. But honestly they dropped all points and um it was not looking good. But you know, Arsenal Arsenal just did um they, they did what um Arsenal used to do and honestly mm-hmm. it was really disappointing. Yes, yeah. Really disappointing. Yeah, the way- they were playing against Newcastle. Exactly. Newcastle don't have anything to play for mm-hmm. and for a team that defeated Manchester United for and Chelsea as well, Chelsea with mm-hmm. that, yeah, with that, so with that vibe and everything, they're very like, good okay, victories. They're actually going, they're actually going to push that um, that top force. But once again, it looks like Tottenham in the end will still celebrate that trophy that they are finishing above Arsenal and not just finishing above Arsenal, making the top four. Yeah, finishing above Arsenal, making the top four is one of those things that um, Tottenham, they love to do. Uh, they always try their best to do that every season because, of course, uh, the rival scene is there and making the Champions League, getting the big box is very, very important. Now, St. James Park yesterday was was crazy because everybody thought at some point, I mean, going into the game, most people, I'm sure most, uh, you know, book, bookies would say, uh, yeah, let's just see, let's just 
go with Arsenal winning this wonderful game. This this one has to be on Arsenal's part. And then the game ends at 2-0 to uh, Newcastle. I'm going to quickly put AGP on right now. Uh, AGP, uh, Bruno Gomare showed himself yesterday and Jolitin. A wonderful game from two guys. Uh, they showed themselves against Arsenal. And in fact, uh, they did not just uh, win the games. They did not just win the game against Arsenal. They played Arsenal very, very well. The stats uh, says that Arsenal were defeated in almost all ranks yesterday. What exactly happened? What do you think was the problem? Do you feel like, I mean, Arsenal has the most, they, they had the motivation yesterday. There's no way they would have told me that they did not have the motivation with the wins against Mario and Chelsea. But AGP, uh, what do you think uh, that game was trying to show us about the Arsenal team yesterday? Yeah, very quickly, good evening to you, Nelson, and to our listeners out there and to the guys in the studios. Uh, just like I always say, especially when we talk about Arsenal, uh, they have this uh, rather inconsistent uh, run, especially when, as far as the season is concerned, anyways, because I remember when we were talking a couple of uh, weeks ago, yeah. when um, you asked me a question about uh, this particular, this same question, I said that, uh, yeah, Arsenal might be, Arsenal might win games against the big sides, yeah. but when they face teams that they're expected to win, that's <laughs> when the struggle begins. And I, I think that's what we generally see from teams in the English Premier League as well. So, And yesterday was another example of, of vintage Arsenal this season because, I mean, just like Timothy said, they had all the motivation, win and qualify for the Champions League. It was as simple as that. I did say that regardless of what, what happens in the results in the North London Derby a couple of days ago, that mm-hmm. Arsenal still have their destiny in their hands. And that was exactly what happened yesterday because... The motivation yesterday was win this game and you are into the Champions League for next season. But guess what? Arsenal fumbled when it all matters the most. And that was exactly what happened yesterday. And we saw the interview with Brian Xhaka after the game, I mean, talking about uh, the, the, the mentality of the team, talking about players themselves, uh, some players being maybe not properly uh, motivated or in tune with what exactly was the reality and all that. Yeah. I think all that shows... Uh, well, that is just by the way, because in the real sense of what happened yesterday and in the balance of play, Newcastle edged Arsenal main. In almost all departments. Exactly. It was, it almost was, all departments. It was absolutely flawless from Newcastle yesterday. It, they played like a team. Uh, I, I mean, apologies to Arsenal fans, but Newcastle United played, they played like a team that wants to qualify for the Champions League. They <laughs> exactly. played as though they were the ones who were in, in Arsenal's position to actually qualify for the Champions League. And I think that was what gave them the win because it was a team effort from start to finish. Eddie Howe said something yesterday that did not only defeated Arsenal, but they deservedly won against Arsenal. Exactly. I think that was actually exactly. And I agree completely. Balance of play, they played really well, extremely well. And uh, although it had its own, uh, I mean, uh, sense of fairy tale in the sense that um, Bruno Guimaraes, who has now spent <laughs> yeah. the whole of January, the whole of January season, eventually practically ended let me say, practically ended their hopes of playing Champions League next season because uh, it would take a natural disaster for <laughs> Arsenal to play in Champions oh, League next season. Well, we all expect uh, that, yeah. Tot- that Tottenham, Tottenham need just one point. Anyway, yeah, they would look for a way to demolish. But, yeah, but anything can still happen. Exactly. Anything can still happen. Exactly. But just like I always say, before last night, it was in Arsenal's hands. It was in Arsenal's hands. And... Uh, Adam, Adam is saying something. Exactly what happened, yes. Adam is saying something. He said, uh, "AGB call a spade a spade." You know what is going to happen? No, no, no. I'm saying, uh, yeah, I'm calling a spade a spade. But I'm also looking at it from the angle of people saying it's football, anything can happen, and all that. We've mm. seen so many dramatic events on Premier League final day. So exactly, exactly. let's just leave it like that. But, but just my point is that 
before yesterday night, it was in Arsenal's hands, yeah. qualifying for the Champions League, but now it's out of their hands. And when it's out of your hands, I mean, you can practically just say, oh, let's just take whatever fate throws at us because we had the opportunity to seal this thing and we missed our chances. And yesterday's game was a reminder of what happened, just like you said, in those three games that Arsenal lost before they, they won against Chelsea and United. Mm. When you lose to Crystal Palace, when you lose to Southampton and Brighton, those three games, I mean, losing nine points on the bounce. It, it's, it might not necessarily be down to what happened yesterday because oh, I want to say they lost nine points. They still had the, the chance to qualify for the Champions League by winning yesterday, despite all that has happened. But I mean, just like I always say, on the on the on the balance of this season for us now, I think they, if you look at the season holistically for us now, yeah, you might want to say they improved in some areas. They, 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 they would, if they if they are qualified for the Champions League, they would have been deserving of it because they actually yeah, they did well, especially games, this so year, yeah. in the turn of the year, they did they did really really well. Mm-hmm. And those two games when they won against Chelsea and United showed a lot of people that oh maybe this is the Arsenal side that is looking to get themselves back in that groove and or the Arsenal side I saw yesterday against Newcastle United, they are not ready for the Champions League and I say that without any iota of regret. Mm, yeah, all right. Thank you very much for that, DGP. Now, I'm just going to quickly call out some of the stats yesterday that shows how much uh, Newcastle uh, went at Arsenal. They had 10 shots to Arsenal's four shots. That's, they had four shots on target, two for Arsenal. They had seven block shots and um, Arsenal had six. The possession at the end of the night was 51% to Newcastle and 49 to Arsenal. This is an Arsenal team that has gone uh, crazy against Manchester United, against Chelsea. I mean, they defeated Manchester United 3-1 and Chelsea see I think 4-2 uh, that was the end of the scoreline for that one and you know they had shown themselves with so much promise that it felt like at the end of it all Arsenal would have been that perfect team to go on and you know represent England uh, as part of the four teams that would be there in the Champions League but it seemed like they fumbled the bag that's the way I like to call it but then I think uh, it's better I just you know call uh, Philip uh, he would be able to round up quickly on that one Philip uh, yesterday's game I'm sure you are devastated you are angry you are disappointed but I'd like to hear your first your your normal view as you know, a fan of us now and then, quickly a view from you know maybe a neutral, maybe if you can do that. Thank you very much, Philip. Uh, the, uh, let me start with um, neither of any of the things is just real out. But I'm not devastated or okay. angry or disappointed. It, I mean, I would have expected that you would be. No, 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 no. Neither of all those things. I mean, uh, and I wouldn't agree that we would just reduce the entirety of Arsenal's season to oh, they defeated my U three one, they defeated. Um, um, Chelsea 4 2. No, they had a very good season. They had a very good season. I mean, 20 wins. 20 wins is major. One win. They've had the third most wins in the Premier League this season behind just uh, uh, Liverpool and Manchester City. They're on par with Chelsea. They've won more games than Chelsea. Tottenham just equaled their own, uh, you know, Tottenham Tottenham just equaled Arsenal's uh, wins. Yes, yes, yes. game yesterday, I think the game was a little too much for the boys to handle and uh, it was perhaps, uh, will I say, a capitulation that we had seen coming, like it had been coming. And I'm sure it's on record, you know, I remember when we were still in the studio in person and I said it, AY would, AY would remember when I said, if Arsenal were in the running for the top four fight by January, Mm-hmm. And they go through the entirety of the January transfer window without bringing in extra bodies. I mean, extra legs. Yeah, they would eventually fight. You know, they had been going through the season winning, winning, winning. But the fact is, since January one, 
apart from Bukayo Saka, no other Arsenal player has scored two goals. Nobody has been seen that. No single player in Arsenal squad has scored two goals since January 1. But they've been winning games. And you ask how? Because they've been laboring to win. That is why they've had so many injuries. Arsenal have had labored wins 2 1, 1 0. Edwin Ketia did turn up, you know? Yeah, he scored. That's, that's what I'm saying. He scored two goals against the. Uh, Chelsea. What's them called? Chelsea. And then. Okay, well, yeah, scored one against Mayu, yeah. yeah. Exactly, but you see that they've been laboring. That is why they have so many injuries. When you mm-hmm. labor with 18 good players, out of 18, three are goalkeepers. They are left with 15. And Ketia also scored against Leeds United. Yeah, yeah, he also scored against Leeds United. And next, uh, Philip, I want you to also address the 13 losses that um, Arsenal has had this season. 13 losses. Quite a lot, if you ask me. Well, the truth is, the truth is, except for the 2004 Arsenal set that went the entirety of the season of beating, in football, particularly in league football, you you try to aggregate between your losses and your draws. What is affecting Liverpool now is because they have more draws than losses. While for Man City, Man City have more losses than draws. So it's a, it's an aggregate, really. You will definitely draw points, yeah? You would always draw points, but you yeah. aggregate. Arsenal have just draws this season. Can you believe that? Just three draws this season. It's almost as if for Arsenal is either you win or you lose. <laughs> exactly. No middle point. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's about balance and it's really hard to balance for Arsenal when you go through 37 games with 18 outfield players. Bukayo Saka has started 37 consecutive games for Arsenal this season. And you wonder why he was looking so burnt out yesterday. Because these guys are just under 22, 23, playing week in, week out like that without any substitutions, without any, you know, there are players that should be looking up to more experienced players. Now the whole of North London is looking up to them. I mean, they've had a good run. They've had a mesmerizing run. Everybody has been shouting. Why I said it, bring in more experienced players. Kudos to Asen Wenger. You see, Wenger did this thing and when he did it, people didn't give him his credit for it. I remember the season has now lost a game to Manchester United. 8-2. The next day, Wenger signed five players. Just the next day, he signed five players. Whether you play well, whether you flop, you will need to bring in more bodies to buffer your squad. That is what it means. But the, the lack of ambition from the Arsenal hierarchy, mm. mm. the ego of the coach, the, 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 the lack of purpose of the people running the club, they, they do what we Yorubas like to call Dekan Romo, like Dekan Romo. <laughs> yeah, but um, quickly, Romo uh, with 18 players. Quickly, I, I want it to quickly add this thing. Um, um, Philip, I really need you to also address something uh, because I was going to throw it out to the other guys, but I felt like you, you might probably be in a better position being that you you would see it from an Arsenal fan's view. Do you think um, Ateta is in any way uh, a problem or do you feel like maybe there's a need for a change in coaching staff or maybe he's the man to go and then he is expected? Because I remember Remember three um, seasons ago, it was said that he was going to try his possible best to bring in the Champions League before uh, two, three years, and uh, this is the moment right now, and nothing is happening. So, do you think maybe Ateta might? Yes. You know, I need a change in that managerial position. No, 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 no. You see, the truth is, the guys here know that I'm, I'm not an Ateta supporter here, but at the same time, I don't support that he should just be kicked out arbitrarily like that. Okay, you can't just keep chucking and changing, chucking and changing. Yeah. Not everybody would be as fortunate as Chelsea. Yeah. You know, to to always meet success right. when you roll the manager wheel in and out. No right. matter Philippines, quick, Chelsea quickly round up, please. Yeah, but for me, I think 
the person that really needs to be changed is the technical director. As the technical director, your decision over supersedes the, the manager's feelings. The manager might not want to sign players, but you as the technical director, it is your duty to look at things from a bigger view, a bigger perspective. And when the technical director is in synchronization with the manager saying they don't need to bring in players in January, but you let go of Abu Meyang, you, leaned, you, you loaned almost uh, four players out, leaning the squad, a squad of 22 players before, you leaned it, you trimmed it down to 18. And you were saying you don't need to bring in more players. Mm. Uh, my God, I think it's, it's mm. a self... All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We would, dance. we would talk about Arsenal more. All right. It's football, anything... Anything can happen, yeah. All right. Uh, Philip, we will talk about Arsenal some more, maybe later on uh, this week. Now, let's quickly move on to what's happening in the WAF under 20 uh, B at the moment. Now, we know that uh, Nigeria is supposed to play this evening, I think 8.30, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, against Ivory Coast uh, in the WAF B tournament. But I'm going to allow AGP to quickly give us an update on what's happening at the moment and uh, what we're expecting uh, from the WAF B uh, tournament quickly. AGP. AGP. Yeah, very quickly. Uh, two games. Two games uh, tonight. Just like I said um, yesterday, uh, Benin Republic and Burkina Faso uh, are just about finishing their game. The game actually started late. It was supposed to have been concluded by now, but it started late. And uh, Benin Republic are leading Burkina Faso by two goals to nil. Two late goals in that one. Uh, in fact, the first goal was scored in the 85th minute of the encounter, and oh, okay. uh, the second goal was added in the uh, I think uh, 80. In the 90th minute of that uh, particular uh, of that particular game, so uh, it's still uh, I think it's still ongoing now. When I get more updates, maybe I would I would just pass that on. Right. Uh, but uh, regardless of that, uh, Nigeria is facing uh, Cote d'Ivoire tonight against uh, against the uh, Elephants of Cote d'Ivoire, and uh, that game would actually determine uh, who would qualify alongside Benin Republic if Benin Republic win their home game uh, tonight uh, to uh, to represent West Africa at the uh, 2023 uh, on the 20 African Cup of Nations. So yeah. uh, for the Nigerians, just like we always say, uh, they've, they've played two games in the tournament. They defeated Ghana 2-0, and then they played uh, a 2-2 draw against Burkina Faso. So yeah. uh, they still have uh, 100 percent record. Uh, they've not lost a game. They've won one. They've drawn once, and they are facing uh, Ivory Coast today. In fact, it's 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 a huge rivalry between Nigeria and Ivory Coast, similar to what we used to get between Nigeria and Ghana. In fact, last time both sides faced, it was in the final of this same tournament. I think uh, it was in 2020 uh, when Cote d'Ivoire defeated Nigeria by by long goal. So it's more or less about a revenge mission now. But I'm sure Issa Ladamoso and, and his charges definitely know what's at stake. The game will be kicking off by 8:30 p.m. tonight. So let's just wish. Uh, the Flying Eagles, all, all the, the best, best and yeah. uh, hopefully they win to join uh, Benin Republic uh, to represent West Africa at next year's uh, Under-20 tournament. All right, thank you very much. Now we want to move on uh, to one of the things that people have been want, yearning to um, hear about. They want to learn, they want to know what is happening. And this uh, issue is uh, talking about Jose Pesciero and the future of the Nigerian national team. Now we know, uh, as we confirmed yesterday, that uh, as it is right now, Jose Pesciero is the uh, national team manager and is the first manager, of course, uh, for the team. And he's the one that's going to be leading us into the games in, against Ecuador and Mexico and the two uh, African African Cup of Nations qualifier games uh, that we would be playing uh, in this short time uh, before they move on to other things uh, for this year. Now, uh, one of the things that we should know is that uh, Jose Pesciero is not new to this uh, coaching duties. Uh, he has been around for a very long time. He has coached uh, clubs like uh, Sporting CP, Panathinaikos, um, 
um, Rapid Bucharesti, uh, Braga, Porto in 2016, Saudi Arabia uh, 2014 to 2016, Venezuela, now uh, the national team over Nigeria. I'm sure a lot of people want to know what are we going to expect for this man? What what does he what does the future hold if we have this man in our stead? Even you know even though we know that it's supposed to be for one year uh, before you know maybe the next one year is activated, are we to be excited? Uh, quickly, AGP, I'll let you talk for a while, then I'll call in some of the other guys to also give their piece. Jose Pesiero, is he the man for the job for you? I'm not talking about the standpoint of all Nigerians right now. I'm asking you directly. Do you think this man is the man for the job? Or do you think this would affect the Nigerian national team moving forward? Absolutely. If you ask me, Jose Pesiero is not the man for the job. But I mean, that's the situation of things now. I'm not in a position to appoint next Super Eagles coach. Uh, so uh, the NFF and the sports ministry have made this decision. And I hope that... Uh, I hope that they would be willing to stand and uh, push comes to stand in front when yeah. when it when it push comes to show because we've seen instances where coaches are appointed and then when it goes uh it goes another it goes to another level of things go awry, then they will be quick to distance themselves away from the situation and all that. But regardless of that, uh yeah, who is Uze Pisero? Uh, just like I said yesterday, not many people know who this who this guy is. Similar to when uh, Ganatrol was actually appointed, and uh, uh, I think a couple of uh, months back when we got the news from Amaju Pinik, when he actually said something about Jose Pisero uh, meeting Jose Pisero through a recommendation from Jose Mourinho, and uh, he actually spoke with Jose Mourinho and all those uh, I mean shenanigans I actually put out there. I mean I wasn't moved by that anyway. But one important thing he said was that Jose Pissero used uh, We Scouts is actually a scouting application to actually model what he expects that the Super Eagles of Nigeria can do what what he feels that the Super Eagles of Nigeria can get to where where he feels that they can get to and that that was actually what impressed uh, Amaju Pinik because Amaju Pinik himself alluded to that fact spoke about the fact that Jose Pissero did that and he was actually surprised <laughs> by that but yeah. regardless of what happens we don't know we don't know much about Jose Pissero. Uh I think uh, the first time I heard, I heard of him was when he was coach of the Venezuelan national team uh, I think it was a couple of months back and uh, uh, as a result of that I kept on following some of the games especially when I got to know about the interests uh, with Nigeria and all that, but his, 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 his performance with the Venezuelan national team was extremely, extremely woeful. Yeah, and I used just that one, one without, win, <laughs> one win in ten games. That's that's yeah, it's 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 practically woeful. And in fact, if you look at the coming ball table now, uh, he has since left the job, but Venezuela have not recovered from that. So still bottom <laughs> of the common ball exactly. table and all that. So he'll be going to the World Cup. But one very very key thing in his career is the fact that he was the coach of the Saudi Arabian national team in the build up to the 2014 World Cup. Saudi Arabia has, have always qualified for every edition of the FIFA World Cup until Jose Pissero was appointed. And he failed to qualify Saudi Arabia for the 2014 World Cup. And when he left, uh, Avi Reynard, former coach of Cote d'Ivoire and then uh, and uh, Morocco, actually qualified mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia for, for the last World Cup. But regardless of that, he has actually been at so many clubs in his career. He has managed clubs like Sporting, like FC Porto, Panathinaikos, Rapid Bucharest, uh, mm-hmm. I think Sporting Braga, yeah, Sporting uh, Braga. Al-Hilal in Africa, al and uh, Al-Hali, I think that spell at Al-Hali was actually the 
the, the, the peak of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won. I think he won something with Sporting, but I think it was at Al Hali that he won a particular uh, a title. Uh, and also, he has also been at the point in time the assistant manager of of Real Madrid. So that is the storied history of uh, Jose Pizarro. Uh, he's not a fanciful coach that we expect. Although I would I, I would have been surprised if a fanciful coach was actually uh, appointed Elected, by the, yeah. uh, by the, by the NFF. Because if you if you ask me that, I will tell you that. I mean, when we saw the shortlist of the names mm. uh, that were to be interviewed for the job, I was even happy that oh, maybe we would even appoint uh, Laurent Kuku. Blanc or, or maybe Philippe Kuku or maybe yeah. uh, Ernesto Valverde or mm. any, any of those other guys. In fact, at the point in time, Abel Renard was, uh, was linked to the job. But the, uh, the, the, the NFF actually settled for Jose Pissero and uh, I, 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 would, I would like to admit when I when the, when the, when, the, when the first news came of his appointment and then the sports ministry's uh, disapproval with that and all that, I I, I was I'll be I'll be I'll be sincere with you. I wasn't expecting any major changes. It was still going to be Jose Pissero, regardless of what's going to happen. But this is Jose Pissero. Now he comes into a Nigerian a Nigerian squad. Let's talk about him coming into the Nigerian squad now. A Nigerian squad that failed to qualify for the FIFA World Cup uh, as a result of. The failings of the same Nigerian Football Federation and the Sports Ministry as well. I do not in any way absolve them of any of the blame. Everyone needs to mean shoulder their own responsibility as exactly. as 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 per what has happened to Nigeria and their failure to qualify for the World Cup. But just like you said, he will be in charge of the two friendly games in um, in America against uh, Ecuador and Mexico. And the first game will be held, I think, on May twenty eighth, and the second on maybe June. Two or June three, and uh, those two games would I'm sure a lot of Nigerians will be keeping their eyes on him. And you trust Nigeria? Nigeria is a football loving country. They have yeah. demanding supporters. No one is expecting Jose Pesero to come in and uh, perform magic change, and Indiana change every single thing. Exactly. Turn to Merlin or, <laughs> or <laughs> a magician. Yeah, expecting yeah. to come in and steady the ship. Get Nigerian playing well, even though we don't necessarily know who this guy is, but. If the Nigerian Football Federation are saying this is who we have, this is who we are banking on, and even with the contract that they gave to him, it's just a short-term contract. Mm-hmm. If you fail, you are you're out. So yeah. and, um, that remains to be seen what actually happens. But I would rather focus on the now, the two friendly games, and also uh, the uh, 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 2023 African Cup of Nations qualifiers. So it is, it is expected that Nigeria would qualify from their own group. So let's just hope that that, that is happens. The case. Yeah. A lot of Nigerians want to see a team that works. A lot of Nigerians want to see a team that is devoid of all those political sentiments that come with me in collapse of players, uh, the coach being, being given. Um, set of instructions to follow rather than having his own imprint on the team and all that. And I think that's, if you ask me, in a way, is actually what led to this appointment because yeah. the NFF would prefer to appoint somebody they can dictate to, somebody that would not be able to look them in the eye and say, this yeah. is how I want my team to yeah. look like. So that's yeah. that's situation of things. Um, and I'm sure be, uh, please round up, please. we'll get to talk about, we'll still get to talk about this guy. Sure, but, sure. I mean, I will, I will be sincere with you. I'm not expecting so much because <laughs> I don't know him. Let me quickly put... Uh, although I'm in for surprises. Mm. I'm in for surprises anyway, but... 
uh, as far as this appointment is concerned, I think we should have done better in those episodes. All right. Thank you very much, EGP. Let me quickly put Adam on this one. Adam, uh, do you have one or two things to say about our new uh, national team coach? Do you feel like he might, uh, maybe maybe you would be the one that would be the <laughs> devil's advocate on this topic and say Jose Bissero can't do something for Nigeria, holding on to the fact that his last national team that he managed uh, did poorly uh, in winning just one game out of ten and it was a very, very terrible one for the team. So what do you think, Jose Pissero? Do you feel like, um, do you feel any positivity um, uh, feeling towards this uh, uh, big coach? Um, good evening, Akira. Good evening, Nelson. It's always a pleasure to be here. Well, in all honesty, I'll be very, very frank, actually. I'm a believer in the fairy tale, in, in fairy tale stories, actually. I love the concept of magical turnarounds and all that. But AGP just highlighted to is the story the national team. You know the truth of the Mozilla national team right now. Yeah, the one black shade in the Saudi Arabian national team is for the 20 percent World Cup, and just who was in charge of the then, he was the same as the So I'm hoping this time around, honestly, I really, really want to believe that we did not make a big mistake by picking this guy, but at the end of the day, it's welcome to reality. It's what he's exactly. right now. He's the one that... Yeah. So let's just go on with it. Hopefully, like AGP said, All right. let, let something good come out. All right, let something good. I'm going to quickly put um, um, Timothy right now for for a minute. Do you have one or two things to say about Osepi Sero, uh, Timothy? Um, I don't think I do. But one thing I know is I don't remember the last time the Super Eagles appointed a coach and was the right manager for him. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see. We'll still, we'll still accept Jose or Jose, anyhow he wants his name to be pronounced, but we'll accept him that way and hopefully he can actually deliver the next task. The next task is, the next task is actually to qualify us for the AFCON 2020. So yeah. that's the first important one. So mm-hmm. Let him first get us to Let him first get us <laughs> Then we we'll start talking first. about it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, thank All you. right. All right. Thank you very much, Timothy. Now, uh, let's quickly move on to what is happening in the Premier League this evening. Now, we are seeing uh, something sort of, uh, I don't know, this is the part where you say, is this plane or is, is is this plane? Which kind of plane is this? If you're asking me what uh, uh, your club has uh, decided to uh, put in front of uh, Southampton at the St. Mary's Stadium, that game is going to be starting the next six uh, to seven minutes. And I need to quickly call out uh, the lineup for uh, Southampton. They have Alex McCarthy. As the goalkeeper Jack Stevens, Elicano, uh, Mohamed Salisu, he has been making a lot of mistakes lately, but he remains in that team. Uh, for the midfielders, we have Kyle Walker Peters, uh, James Ward Prowse, amazing uh, player for the season, Ibrahima Diallo, and Nathan Teller. Now in front, you have Adiano Nosi, uh, we have um, Armando Broja, the Loney from Chelsea, and uh, Nathan uh, Redmond, as we are having just a little bit of a bad season, if you ask me. Now, for Liverpool, that's an exciting uh, team they have placed in front of them, even though they are fighting for a way to put pressure on Manchester City, it seems like from the lineup uh, they are not ready to, you know, fight that fight anymore. Alison Becker as the goalkeeper, Ibrahim Konate, uh, Joel Matip, uh, Virgil van Dijk is uh, not in this team. Um, Joseph uh, Gomez, we have uh, Simicas, the guy that scored the last goal, uh, the last penalty for uh, Liverpool to win the FA Cup. Curtis Jones, James Miller, and Javi Elliott are the midfielders. Now this looks like a very very scanty midfield if you ask me. And the phone line, uh, we have Mia. I mean, Minamino, I, I didn't even know he was still a uh, Liverpool player. Uh, Roberto Firmino and uh, Diego Jota. Philip, 
what are we saying? What is Union Club trying to do? This is a team that's supposed to be coming out, you know, ready to go and defeat Southampton, get four or five goals if it's possible. I mean, Chelsea did get seven against this team. So, uh, I think um, six, I mean, against this team. What is happening? Because this looks like a very, very scanty team. Uh, do you think they would be able to win this one? Or they are considering defeat already and saying, Manchester City, this is your trophy. You can do whatever you want with it. I think they have their eyes on the Champions League final and uh, it seems you have to pick your battles at this point of the season. Do we chase the Champions League final that is in our hand or do we chase a wild goose of the Premier League that we, we are hoping you know, will come to us? Because if they... Actually, they lost the Premier League when they drew against Tottenham. You know? Yeah, exactly. That was when they, if they hadn't drawn that game, if they had won that game, they would be able to climb over Man City now if they win this game. But even with a win in this game, it doesn't really change anything. It, it uh, Man City just need a draw from like uh, their last game to to win. So pff, I really don't see. I, I really don't see how Liverpool need to stress themselves. You know, Fabinho. Fabinho is already a doubt for the Champions League final. Yeah. Uh, Salah is a doubt. So I don't see. Uh, Even Virgil as it is, nobody's talking about it, but it seems Virgil too is not in the best of best place at the moment. Exactly. Maybe he's trying so to run to like, mm-hmm. It's like a strong squad just four days ago is starting to fall apart, and everybody's wondering should we continue like this or should we take a step back and rest these guys? Because guess what? Uh, Real Madrid this season have shown a, a very, very high level of fitness. So if Liverpool are approaching that final without fit players, mm. they might just bond them. Exactly. So this Premier League already gone. Leave it for Man City. Except they probably lose their next two games. I don't say uh, next one. Uh, the, the last game, I don't <laughs> which is almost impossible. You expect that Manchester City should be leading four 0 by a half time. Well, you can't say anything is possible. I exactly. The, the Aguero last kick of the of mm, the season mm. winning. Champion. Yeah, 93 minutes, 67, yeah, 93, yeah, 96 minutes, I guess. We've seen things turn around, but mm. I think this this squad that um, Klopp has put out, they might still labor a lot, but they will labor to a win oh, over okay. Southampton today. All right, all right. Thank you very much, Philip. Now, let me quickly go to uh, Timothy. Timothy, I'm sure you have seen the team already. I'm sure you have seen the team list. <laughs> what are you thinking? Uh, what do you think is going through uh, the mind of Union Club for this game? Yeah, so um, I feel like what Klopp is trying to do is he knows that the Champions League is actually near. And to be fair, this is not still a bad squad facing... Oh, uh, no, 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 come on, come on. Uh, Curtis Jones, no, uh, James I'm, I'm, Miller and Harvey <laughs> Elliott. No, 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 no. Compared to the Liverpool team. I know you're trying to say uh, Southampton have been woeful in the past 10, um, 10 uh, 11 games. But still, these are the guys that they still want to fight for something. Even though they are not really it, they still want to get a point. Yes, I know, but this is... Um, I'm looking at... Um, I'm seeing um, Firmino. Diogo Jota has been highly involved this season. Firmino, in a way. James Milner comes in um, regularly. Cortez Jones once in a while. Costa Simicas plays most... Like, I can't... Costa Simicas has played so many games this season, even with Robertson. Like, he tries to make that switch on many times. Ibrahim Akonate, Jomati, the last five games, I think... Jo- Joe Gomez has featured in three of those games. So, uh, this is not a bad score. I could just say, okay, maybe Abbey Elliott and Akumi Minamino. And then you are playing in Southampton side that they're not even in form. And the Champions League final is in front of you. Yes, you 
they don't have to actually start those big boys. They could actually, maybe if they are struggling, they could actually bring um, one of these guys. They have a very, very strong bench. Alcantara, Keita, Anderson, Luis Diaz, Robertson, Origi, and those guys can actually take care of the game. But to be fair, this is still not a bad squad playing against Southampton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It may not be the best of teams. It may not be the like the regular Liverpool side, but yeah. still, this is this is a squad that can actually still and and Andrew and do and do Southampton. But in a way you could actually feel like okay, Klopp has actually said, Look, let's just um focus on the Champions League final. Like that's much more important because yeah. they do not want to take risk. Salah was injured, Vegu was also and they are Fabino. Yes, those guys could actually return. I feel like they would return before but, but the twenty eight. Yeah, but, but see, still, ask, yeah. yeah they, you still want you still want to um actually keep other guys safe and do not let them get injured. So yeah, exactly. I feel like that's what Klopp has actually done. But still, this is a, this is not a bad squad. But we are still here for um the surprises. But I <laughs> yeah. still want Liverpool to win so that the league can be actually yeah. decided on the final day. I yeah. don't want the league to be one today. Or... Yeah, yeah, Thank true, you. true. All right, all right. AGP. Now let's quickly move on to championship playoffs. Uh, the most exciting thing in England at the moment after uh, the you know uh, all craziness of the Premier League. Huddersfield Town are already in the finals of the Champions uh, Championship playoffs uh, for the team that would be representing uh, uh, the Championship team in the Premier League next season. Where they have two people that are you know confirmed: are Fulham and uh, Beaumont. And now we're waiting for one of those teams. Yesterday, Huddersfield uh, won their game. One nil against Luton Town, and uh, they kept a clean sheet. He had a very, very good game tonight. We're going to be having Nottingham Forest against Selfie United. Uh, Nottingham Forest currently lead that game, uh, lead that one. That's uh, you know the, the first leg two one, and they're coming into the second leg now, uh, hoping to get a win against Selfie United. Uh, AGP, <laughs> what are we expecting for the Champions uh, Championship playoffs? Is, is it going to be very, very exciting all the way to the end? And did you tip Huddersfield Town to be in the final? Well, uh, no, I didn't tip others with Town to start with that last hmm, question. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I tipped uh, Luton as well. I wasn't surprised. I tipped Luton as well. I wasn't surprised that they got. I wasn't surprised that they got to the final because others would have done well this season, and especially in the last few games of the season, uh, they've pushed themselves to new heights. And uh, I think uh, the last time they were in the league was I think the 2018-19 season. Mm. Stands to be corrected on that when. Uh, 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 this German coach, uh, French David Wagner, who was uh, Jurgen Klopp's best man during his wedding, was their was their manager, and they actually pulled some very very wonderful strings in the league. Yeah, season. true, but true. Less of that, it's another opportunity for them in the championship uh, playoff final. It's the 160 million pounds final, just like they call it, because lots of financial rewards in this one, especially not just about winning the game, but also the the, the financial the that packages that yeah. will be. Uh, that will come with it, especially playing in the Premier League, mm-hmm. free rights and all that. So it is a fantastic, uh, uh, it is a fantastic game. In fact, one of the most important games on the English league calendar uh, every season, the Championship Playoff Final. So Uda Suda made it to the final yesterday. I think Luton Town did very, very well. Two seasons ago, they were in League, uh, they were in league One. They, call, uh, they, 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 they got promoted to the Championship and uh, in and they, 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 they made it to the playoffs. I think it's a very, very impressive one for losing town. They play in a very, very small stadium. I think about 10,000 capacity, but they have a very, very, very strong strong team. They play with so much uh, impetus, and they have a good coach, Nathan Jones, as well. So, a fantastic uh, one for Uda Street yesterday. I'm sure losing town, regardless of whether they made it to the final or not, I'm sure they will look to improve on 
on their form heading into next season. But the game tonight is a game that everyone is talking about. Nottingham Forest against Sheffield United. It's a very, very important game. The first leg ended 2-1 at Bramall Lane. Nottingham Forest winning that 1-2-1. Yeah. Uh, goals from uh, Jack Kovac and Brennan Johnson before yeah. Sander Bega actually uh, scored in the 90th minute of that Sheffield. one. Uh, Sheffield ha- had lots of chances in that game. I-, I saw the game from start to finish and they didn't take most of those chances. And Nottingham Forest themselves had chances, but I mean, the few that came their way, they took them and they actually got themselves into a 2-0 lead before Sheffield came back. But it's a very, very strong uh, team. Sheffield United and the game obviously has kicked off already four minutes into the game now and uh, it's still nil-nil yeah. uh, both sides are fielded very very strong lineups, uh especially in the yeah. context of both sides yeah. uh, it's I think it's pretty much the same lineup that started the game for uh, Nottingham Forest in the first leg and uh, for uh, Sheffield United they have a, a joker in Morgan Gibbs-White since this guy moved from Wolves to, to Sheffield, he has been reborn and he has done really, really well. Sander Berger is obviously playing uh, more advanced now as opposed to uh, uh, a withdrawn role he used to play in the Premier League uh, uh, last season. Uh, but he is, uh, he's actually playing more advanced now and he's, he's actually got himself some goals this season. They also have yeah. John Fleck, Oli Norwood, and George uh, Baldock, and a couple of other defenders, uh, Robinson, uh, uh, John Egon, and uh, Chris Basham. So, it's a very, very strong team, both sides are fielding, and it's all to play for. Nottingham Forest definitely have the advantage. They are playing in front of their own fans. Exactly. It's a very, very, uh, a very, very boisterous uh, atmosphere. <laughs> I'm sure uh, uh, Liverpool fans will lay uh, credence to that. They play with so much impetus when they are playing at home. They, are, they have a very, very... Uh, boisterous home support so exactly. I, think she, I think she also so played them as well I expect mm. yeah mm. I expect a very very key game alright uh, I think uh, no Chelsea played against uh Middlesbrough, not yeah, uh, Middlesbrough. Yeah, Middlesbrough Arsenal, yeah. and Liverpool. Arsenal, Liverpool are played against uh, uh, Forest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but yes. it's it's going to be a very very interesting game, and I think we'll talk more about this game tomorrow. But right. if you're asking me who I'm tipping, yeah, about this not game, Forest. Definitely, I'm tipping Nottingham Forest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it's very very exciting to see Nottingham Forest back in the league. Well, the phone lines are open right now for our listeners to call in, and of course, uh, add uh, one or two things. You know, bringing their contributions for what we have said all through today. Zero zero six four five. Five two three three four four and zero eight one six four zero eight four three eight one. The phone lines again zero zero six four five two three three four four and zero eight one six four zero eight four three eight one. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. What about you, please? This is Matthew calling. All right, Mr. Matthew, how are you doing this evening? I'm fine. Uh, what are your contributions tonight? Uh, about the national team coach. Yes, yes. So say Pesciaro. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wish him all the best. Uh-huh. What I want to say is that the NFF and the Nigerians, they've not been that patient with local coach. The way they are, because they, they, they don't really believe in them. That's why. Because you know, local coaches are too poor to this now. No local coaches have spent like three years except uh-huh. to catch. But because he did well when he went, there's no effect at the start of the beginning. So uh, before their Ivorian coach could win and have for them, I think it's been about four, four or three years there. He got to the final, he lost again. The then Nigeria defeated him again. Then the third year, the one they have for them. So they're not that patient for local coaches. But this final coach, I wish him all the best. Oh. I've asked now, 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 I've asked
But then they were trying to, I mean, at that point, they felt like they, maybe they had, you know, gotten the Champions League sports or they were very, very close. And they know if they do get the Champions League sports, it's easy for other clubs to lure him away from the team. Lines are still open for you to call in 08064523344 and as you wait one six four zero eight four three eight one. The phone lines again zero zero six four five two three three four four zero eight one six four zero eight four three eight one. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. What am I on to, please? I'm a Russian lover, my friend. Oh, Mr. Russian, how are you this evening? I'm good. All right, what are your contributions for tonight? Yeah, I think the double wave three goes to one. Three goals to one. Uh, are you excited about the new Nigerian coach? I think I asked you that yesterday. Are you excited? I'm happy with that. All right, all right. Three goals to one for Liverpool. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Rashad. All right. Good night. Yeah, good night. Yeah, you can still call in zero eight zero six four five two three three four four zero eight one six four zero eight four three eight one. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Yeah. Good evening. Is this Mr. Alubai I'm speaking to? Yes, Topman calling. Oh, Topman. How are you doing, Topman? I'm fine. All right. Uh, what are your contributions this evening? The Arsenal match this evening. Mm, all right. Arsenal. You can't say that. You know, it's a set-up match for me. It's a bunch of... Yes. It's because of the, because of the red card and penalty. Mm. And I asked my friend that yesterday match. Yes. Penalty or red card yesterday. No, nothing at all. I mean, they were, they were played. They were, one of the things that one of the, the most of your fans are, you know, angry about is not even just the loss. I mean, that's already painful enough. But they were played all through in all departments yesterday. Uh, they were second. If it's if not that uh, uh, Newcastle lose a lot of that game will have ended 5-0. <laughs> Maybe 5-0 might be a yeah, stretch, yeah. but them winning the game, which they did win, uh, yes, they deserved. They deserved it. After I to win that match, I will to Everybody is focused for the Newcastle that will win the match because it's a uh, Newcastle. Newcastle don't have any to fight for. Yeah. But so everybody is surprised now. After I lose the game, I think it Oh, wow. Mm. You know. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, quickly, I'm going to tell you about what is happening in the NBA. The playoffs is still on, and, uh, of course, the Eastern Conference final is starting and tomorrow morning, 1.30 a.m. We will be having Boston Celtics uh, going to Miami to play that game, and it's going to be very, very exciting. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. One more answer, please. My, my name is Mane. Okay, Manuel. Manuel, what are your contributions tonight? Yeah. I give Liverpool 2-0. 2-0. Liverpool to win 2-0. Yes. Emmanuel, are you excited about the new Nigerian national team coach? I'm very excited about this. All right, all right, all right. Thank you very much, Emmanuel. Okay. Have a wonderful night. Okay. All right. Uh,
uh, as I was saying earlier, um, Boston Celtics would be going to Miami Heat to play that one in Florida. And uh, Miami Heat is favored to win this game, not just because uh, they have a home advantage, but because they were the better team in the season, 53 wins. Out of the 72 games. Hello, good evening. Out of the 82, I mean. Hello, good evening. All right, you can still call the number 080, the number 08064523344 and 08164084381. Hello, good evening. Yeah, hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Good evening. This is Shay. Hey, Shay, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. All right, what are your contributions for tonight? Well, um, I think first of all, I just want all of us to forget about the Premier League. It's Man City's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, we always look for a way to squeeze out every exciting thing from the Premier League. <laughs> so we want to, as it is, I wouldn't lie to you, even though I feel like it's already Man City's league, I still want us to go to that last game thinking what is going to happen. What if something that we do not expect happen to happen well, happens? Well, nothing is going to happen. I mean, just, what would you like uh, to feel for? Imagine, just imagine, this is a, I'm just playing the scenario for you. Uh, Liverpool okay, yeah. today, and then on, on Sunday, we see Manchester City losing the game crazily, maybe maybe till like 70 minutes, and they are losing 0-1. And Liverpool is <laughs> thumping wherever they are playing. Then, then I guess Liverpool might have done something. <laughs> that would be a natural disaster, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a very, very big natural disaster. Yeah, do, do you have, do you have a boy? Do you have anything to say about Jose Pesciaro? Uh Like I said yesterday, seriously speaking, I don't know why the NFL decided to go for him. I mean, this was a person who actually coached Saudi Arabia at this time and coached and they didn't qualify for the World Cup. Like you said, they left Venezuela bad and then we decided that this is the person that we want. But anyway, so let's say it goes. Mm. All right, all right. Yeah, let's say it goes, let's say it goes. All right, do you have any, any more things to say? Yeah, that would be good, that would be good. Except for the fact that, um, about the Champions League final too, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Real Madrid would win. Mm. Yeah, I, I know, a lot of people have been saying that. Maybe, is, it, is that due to the fact that, you know, Liverpool has problems at the moment? Yeah, it's not actually about Liverpool having a problem, it's just, it's Real Madrid. It's, mm. it's Real Madrid. Mm. <laughs> it's just Real Madrid. <laughs> all right. All right, I understand yeah. you, Shay. You have a wonderful night. Yeah, have a wonderful night. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, the phone lines are still open. I can still take maybe one or two calls before I leave the studio tonight. Zero eight zero six four five two three three four four and zero eight one six four zero eight four three eight one. The phone lines again zero eight zero six four five two three three four four and zero eight and zero eight one six four zero eight four three eight one. Uh, Philip, are you saying something? I said Liverpool are currently losing. So. Oh okay, yeah, Liverpool are currently losing. Southampton has scored, and uh, I think this just makes it more exciting. Let's see what happens. Uh, who scored the goal uh, quickly? Oh, Nathan Redmond has scored that goal. Okay, all right, all right. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Liverpool currently losing. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, who am I speaking to, please? Please, hey, Manuel, it's calling. Hey, Manuel, okay. Well, what do you want to say, Manuel? I want to tell about that Liverpool match. <laughs> I mean, you just started. There's no need for you to fret. It's just one goal. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, can you? Okay, I think he's trying to call me back, Emmanuel. Uh, the phone lines for the last time. I can take just one call before I leave the studio. Zero eight zero six four five two three three four four. Hello. Good evening. You're my last caller for the night. What do you have to say? Hello. Good, good evening. evening. You can watch the last call you got. All right. All right. What are you saying about this game? I know you are talking about the game. 
Hello, Olosola. Mm, seems that network do not want me to speak to any of my listeners. All right, zero zero six four five two three three four four zero eight one six four zero eight four three eight one. Um, I think and that might be all for today. I will be back tomorrow. At the moment, uh, Liverpool is currently losing their game, and tomorrow we'll come back to talk more about the sports. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful night. Good evening. Peace and blessings.